podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Tis that time of the season when the ghouls and goblins prowl. Witches ride their broomsticks and bonehead wildcats howl. So scrape your claws together and make some chilling noise. For your haunted wildcatters, those spooky Bosco boys. The boys are back, and we get to talk about a win. It is versus Texas Tech. That is nine out of ten versus the Red Raiders. Grant ten out of eleven now. Ten out of eleven. Shit, man. So here's here's my thing. Um, I've been saying I think for a while, and I think you said it too that you know we are TCU's kind of bogey team, but I think that's more about how we've gotten two wins versus them in the last two years in games that we probably shouldn't have. Yeah. You know, uh, because when you look at the series, it's actually not like that at all. But I, I do think that, you know, Texas, especially with our newfound uh, inability to put Iowa State in their place, Texas Tech has become that second team that we just absolutely fucking own in the Big 12. Yeah, I mean, we've been absolutely dominant against them since. Results wise, results say, wise, because I, yeah, yeah, results wise, because honestly, every game is like extremely close. In yes, the last a lot of them are ten very years. Close. Um, I just kind of, I want to pull up. I want to pull back, pull up, going even further because I do kind of feel like we probably had a decent amount of success against them in Snyder's tenure too, um, since '96. But yeah, I mean. We have – they've not been able to get over the hump beating us, and the, really the one time they did was in 2015 when we were an absolute disaster of a team, and that game was still – kind of came down to the wire. Yeah, so I pulled up Winspedia, uh, which is great. So in the Big 12 era, we got the first three games, 96, 97, 2000. We then lost one, two, three, four, five straight. So from 2001 to 2009, we lost five straight. And then from 2011 to present, we only lost uh, that 2015 game, that 59 to 44 game. So again, you know, kind of the, uh, they snuck up us, snuck up and got us in 2001. And then, you know, the last two years of Snyder uh, 1.0. And then, uh, some Ron Prince action. And I guess Snyder's first year back. It's funny because I remember Tech being kind of like growing up, it felt like they were kind of our boogeyman. Like I hated playing Texas Tech because I knew that they were going to pass all over us. They were going to spread the field. And it was just like, it always felt very uncomfortable when we had to play a Mike Leach, Texas Tech team. But hey, well, I mean, last, last 11 years. <laughs> I yeah, mean, Leach fucking owned us. But last 11 years, it took Patrick Mahomes, the greatest quarterback on earth, to beat us. So. And he still had a losing record against us. Fun yeah. Because uh, I think DJ Reed got a pick six on him uh, late in that, uh, that was 2016 awesome game. game. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But, yeah, so it, it, it is wild. We've, at least results-wise, really taken it to him. But, again, you're not wrong. So, this year – 
was a one-point game last year was 10 points. Uh, the year before, three points. Uh, 2018, 21-6, that was good. But again, 2017, touchdown game. 2016, touchdown game. That 2015 year, we lost by 15. We really put it on them on 14. And then honestly, 13, 12, and 11 – or at 13, 12 were decent. 11, that cardiac cats year, we uh, only won by that seven. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it, it always is a close game and luckily we found ourselves on the right side of it. Hopefully it keeps going for another year. And uh, I, we're, we're probably not going to dive too much into uh, the Texas tech side of things in here. Um, hopefully there isn't a Texas tech fan who gets super butthurt and tweets at the show 12 times like that. Iowa state fan who was mad that I didn't talk more about Iowa state last week. Um, but do you think Matt Wells survives? You know, we had our friend Spencer on. He was saying that, you know, Wells had some not so great things to say about Lubbock. Now he loses this game that they really feel that they should have won. They're probably going to be underdogs the rest of the way out. They already had five wins, but you got to think the Matt Wells era might be ending. Yeah, I didn't realize they were five and two yesterday. So that was surprising to me, but they've got, you know, Oklahoma, Iowa State, Oklahoma State and Baylor remaining on their schedule which is I mean they're probably going to go 0 and 4 there if we're being honest so yeah you going into the season last year going into the season we were both expecting Matt Wells to maybe not survive um even till the end of the year I would not be surprised he's clearly not a good fit for Texas Tech and I think the writing's been on the wall since the summer um, I just hope those can... bastards don't fucking hire Art Bryles God, yeah. I mean, surely, surely K-State man Kirby Hillcutt would not stoop that low. I mean, he's already made two bad football hires. I mean, he, he made a good hire, you know, in basketball, but then he up and leaves. And God, then he dude, just, they would be the oh instant number one villain of this conference. I would be so mad. But we won't talk about Texas Tech anymore. It'll be all about the cast from here on out. But before – you guys, I'm telling you, you're going to love them. Symbol, it's the stock market for sports. I picked up a dividend on K-State's win yesterday, and we're recording this Sunday morning, a stormy Sunday morning here in Kansas City and Lawrence. I'm going to hopefully pick up another dividend win when the Chiefs win as well, because guess what? On Symbol, you trade teams just like stocks. Every team your wins, you get a dividend cash payout. Use your sports knowledge on Symbol, buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when they win. Join the 7,000 early adapters who have already started to invest in their favorite teams. Visit www.symbol.com. That's S-I-M-B-U-L-L.com to create a free account. And when you deposit, make sure to use the promo code BOYS or SD and up to $500. Now, up to $500, your deposit is risk-free. What does that mean? You can put $500 in. If you don't like it, even if you lose a shit ton of money, guess what? You can pull that out. They're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. Visit symbol.com. Use promo code boys or SD. And they will, like I said, refund that initial deposit up to $500. No questions asked. Join symbol, start investing and profiting in your favorite teams. All right. Game highlights. uh, K-State, the Wildcats, 25. Red Raiders, 24. Wins a win. Uh, first Big 12 went in a really long time. So my qu- question kind of to the greater K-State you know, population is, 
why are so many people still miserable even after the win? I'm not going to pretend I was, you know, all rosy in that first half, but for fuck's sake, folks, you know, it's, it was almost a year in between winning big 12 games. You, you just snapped a three game winning streak. Can we try not to be miserable pricks after a win? Yeah, I don't understand it. And if there's a win that you can enjoy, it should be one that you kind of snatch from your own disastrous, um, you know, pulling it from the jaws of defeat. Honestly, I, how could you not enjoy that win yesterday? It was, it was such a miserable showing and for us to kind of turn it on in the second half and steal it with a pretty dominant performance on the defensive side of the ball in the second half. Um, I don't know how you couldn't enjoy it. And yeah, exactly. It's been eight games. It had been eight games until since we'd won a, a big 12 game and we had to break that streak. So I don't, I don't know. I obviously there's, there's concerns with what, you know, transpired yesterday, but come on, let's, well, let's throw up our W's and have a good time. Exactly. And, and you see the videos coming out from the locker room after the game and the, the team coming home to the band celebration. It's like, these guys deserve this when they stay bought in, they're having fun. It's time to celebrate them. And again, uh, you know, you, you can't r- do it too long. I mean, if you're the team fans can do whatever they want, you got a winnable game in a big game versus TCU for homecoming. But I, I just, I, I don't understand winning, winning football games are hard. And again, it's I, hard. I, and I, guess what? It was a, that was a pick em game. We won by one point. Well, we ended and... up being we ended up being two dog two point uh, underdogs by the time it kicked off. So, like it, again, it wasn't like we were supposed to beat them by fifty. I understand some folks are still kind of holding on to this notion. I, I think some folks will never give up the run we had from ninety three to two thousand three. I'm not telling you to be like, oh, I'm I'm not I'm trying not to tell folks what to do. But at some point, you got to kind of realize, all right, this team is what they are. The Big Twelve is a very like middle heavy conference. You know, there aren't a lot of bad teams like fucking hell KU arguably could have and should have beat Oklahoma uh, yesterday. And they're the, they're the doormats again, the the big 12 top to bottom. I I legitimately think has a better middle class than any other conference in, in the country. So you're not going to be getting a lot of blowouts. So I, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm, I'm still pumped about it, and I just don't understand how some folks could not just be buzzing after that win. Yeah, I don't get it. And, you know, we kind of talked about it before this game anyways. It didn't matter. All, all we really needed was a win by hook or by crook. It did not matter. We just had to leave Lubbock with a win, and that's what happened. And look what it did to the locker room. You mentioned it. This team is so confidence-dependent. Um, so maybe we can hit the ground running, um, but it's just nice to see them happy after three losses, three really frustrating losses. And, um, you know, it looks like the team has a little bit of belief in itself again. Well, and like you could hear it in, so KSO published some of the player breakout interviews. You could hear the locker room blasting, don't stop believing. And some of like these other, like, okay, like we're, you know, keep, keep bought in type songs. Like, and you're like, all right, this has the makings of a team that could possibly just reel off a bunch of wins because they're still bought in, you know, they're still believing that they could do something special. So um, that, and honestly, that's kind of what you need because the game couldn't have started off worse. You know, you're down 14 points in the first three minutes. Um, you, you kind of battle back, but then you're down 14 at halftime. Then you go three and out to just start the third quarter. Yes. So the team, the team obviously did not check out like they, they did not check out and that's good. 
I was having some text conversations with some folks who are like after that three and out, they're like, all right, I'm checking out. Um, obviously the team did it and that's good. What was your mindset after that three and out? Uh, especially like leading up to that big pump by Ty Zentner. I was really mad at our offensive coordinator. And as you know, I believe I texted you right after that, but um, I mean, that's a legitimate problem. Uh, If it weren't for Prince Felix, who is a next level looking player. um, I mean, it's, it's funny. We went three and out and it, honestly somehow benefited us um because you know baby the safety yeah um to get that safety and then immediately get the ball back go down and score i mean it was a quick you know nine instead of seven best case scenario we we come out of out of the third quarter and we march down and score but um that's five out of six games in the third quarter going three and out on the first drive it's it's utterly bizarre i don't I don't understand it. Um, it just kills our momentum every time. Um, I don't like it, but I wasn't feeling good. I definitely was not feeling good. I mean, we were down 14, um, giving the ball back and, you know, it, it kind of looked like we didn't have much of an answer for half of text drives. So I, I 1000% was feeling very bad. I didn't turn the game off, but I was feeling really bad. Yeah. And, and we'll, we'll maybe talk more about Ty Zentner later and, uh, definitely King Felix as well, but you know, elite punt, great play to down the ball inside the five by Tyron Howe. King Felix, just I mean, you, you were championing this, and you know, I didn't, I didn't notice it when it first happened, it's and insane. then you started tweeting it, and I started watching it in all the replays. He's getting straight up mugged. The fact He's that they did carrying it, a man, yeah. And, and here's the other thing: Robert Hitz got held flag. like all game. Didn't didn't get flagged. So whatever. We're not going to bitch about the officials, but it's wild how this guy is literally on him like a backpack, and he still gets in there, gets the safety, momentum swinging. We find a way to get a touchdown. Then all of a sudden, I'm thinking, man, you know. All you have to do is get a stop and a score, and you know you're leading this game. Then all of a sudden, you know you get that stop, and then the the Leonard's play. Yeah, we're marching too. Oh I mean, we were clearly in a rhythm. Yeah, we and, and that was a big third down play. He has a the good first play. down. It was a great play, great play call, and props to him. He gets open, makes the catch. And then is it a lack of awareness? Is it just trying to do too much? I don't know what it is, but he he gets the ball out, fumbles it. And at, at that point, I just, oh, man. I, I tweeted out he had the first down, and I, I was a, at a low point. I think I might have been at a bigger low there than I was in the first half because it's like, all right, you don't even have the chance to get into the game as a fan when you're down 14 nothing that fast. But all of a sudden, you're like, you have momentum, you're back in this. And oh, well, what were your thoughts when that happened? I mean, it felt like one of those moments just – as particularly with how yesterday was going from the first kickoff that we were going to really regret. Um, and Leonard's man, I mean, he's gotta be better. You have to have some field awareness. He's just not had the career that I've hoped, I hoped he might've had here at K-State, but I mean, I, I feel for him honestly, because he finally makes a play and he's trying to trying to fight hard for extra yardage and he gets popped and, you know, Tex makes a great play. That was a, a nice tackle, basically right on the ball, and it hurt. I was I was definitely worried because it just kind of felt like it was all leading up to 
us losing by a field goal at the very end. And, you know, luckily the, the defense stood up and surprisingly they stopped him on the next drive, but it felt fucking awful. I mean, I've, all of our momentum basically swung the opposite direction and, you know, kudos to the defense for basically stopping that in their tracks. Yeah. So, I mean, you end up, you know, I think they pick up like a first down, they're, they're driving a little bit and then they they decide, all right, we're going to go for fourth down. And at that point, I'm like, all right, you know, it's, it's basically do or die. And Julius Brents, you know, ends up making one of the best plays. I don't think he gets credited for a pass breakup, but breaks on the ball great defensive play basically he's baiting that inside uh slant he, he he positions his body basically saying hey take this slant and then he broke on the ball perfectly in a, a just a great play maybe his best play as a k-state wildcat i'm thinking all right here we go here we go you go down nine play drive you score you take the lead things are good i'm like all right here we go you're going for the two-point conversion uh Skyler buzzed it in a little bit too much honestly probably could have called pass interference but okay whatever thinking all right you know only up one then you have Malik Knowles um honestly probably should have been ejected um yeah probably so then you're like oh shit you know Zentner's kicking off they're about to have great field position five minutes left bombs it great kickoff coverage tackles them on the 24 so it's like one yard better than a touchback everything's great then it's Eric Munoz, not Seth Porter, oh which I don't see how you make that mistake. Offsides, like one of his first plays all season, gets an offside penalty. I melt down again. I'm like, oh, God, here we go. Then Zentner, sure enough, just boom, bombs another one even farther. Landry Weber, shout out to him. We, we probably will uh, not say some great things about him a little bit later, but makes a great play, elite kickoff coverage. Things are great again. Tech picks up 28 yards on that first first down, spazzing, spazzing out. Uh, they pick up a fourth down. I think it's over. I think I text you. It's over. I think I said the same thing to my friend Matt. I'm like, oh, great. It's done. Then you got a tackle for a loss. Then you got another sack by King Felix. And then all of a sudden, it's like a fourth down again. Nate Matlack, and, and I am pissed off about this. Nate Matlack gets a tackle. He's not credited for a sack. They called it a rush for no gain for Columbia. And I'm pissed. Matt Lack should have gotten credit for that sack, but then it's game over. So just kind of walk me through uh, from the Malik penalty to the two kickoffs to the 28 yard play to the fourth down, just kind of walk me through your mental state during that period of time. I mean, it was truly one thing after another yesterday that it was an absurd game. We could not have stopped shooting ourselves in the foot. Um, but honestly, so the two point conversion, I didn't like the play very much. It looks like Skyler got a little, he got a little rushed in the pocket. Um, he had time and I don't know. I just feel like he was, he was zoned in on Deuce and just tried to fire it in there. Um, I didn't love the play, uh, but you know, whatever Malik, they were fucking with him. That guy came after him and God, they were chippy all game. I, I feel like tech is, low-key one of the dirtier teams in this conference I, it just I seems they like are. they are every year I, I i think that's accurate and again I, and i'm not going to tell malik that he was wrong for john with the guy or even locked up the issue is is he pops him once the helmet comes off and then he popped him again i was just like oh right in front of a referee too so ugh. yeah i mean i mean you can't do that but 
I understand why he did, but you know, I personally was not worried about the kickoff um, because and you called I knew it. we had the Credit win. Credit to you. Credit. We had the win, and Zintner has an insane leg. All day, kickers were blasting it well past the end zone, uh, the back of the end zone. Now, I was a little more worried about the second kick, but you know, just an extra five yards, and Zintner's got an absolute bomb. So, I felt pretty good about it. Um, and credit to the the coverage that we're able to get down there with a a much longer, you know, ten yards back further, which is that's that's really the worry. Five. I wasn't. Or, that's true. Five. Well, I mean, what do you normally kick from? The thirty? Well, 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 five. It's it's twenty yards back from it originally was, but it was right. 15, so technically, it was another fucking five. far. They were farther back than what they normally would have been. Well, but, not so, only I that, mean, but they had to run down twice, full speed yeah. twice in like less than a minute. Like, I would. I mean, I would have a heart attack if I even had to try to do that once. So, you know, they're starting from. I don't know. They, they're like on the 15 yard line yeah. <laughs> and he kicked it to the goal line. So normally you're, you're starting, I mean, yeah, 25 yards back from where you normally are. And for us to basically stop him at the 24, 25 yard line is pretty incredible. Um, but credit to Zentner for absolutely blasting it twice. And both times their kicker turner was not expecting it. He had to run backwards, which Eddie. also helped probably with you know the momentum. But um, again, I was definitely worried. I was worried after that first play kind of broke down and he went for what, 28 yards. And I, I mean, I didn't feel good because All they, they need only a needed field a field goal. All they needed was a field goal. And um, I just, I did not expect, I didn't expect our defense to stand up, but another shout out, obviously Felix, Matt Lack, they were fucking dominant on the line, but um, Brent's had another amazing play on, I want to say it was third down or maybe it was second down. It was second down because I think we sacked him on third down. Yep. But uh, Brent's had a nice tackle for loss, which was one of the best, probably his his second plus play of the game after that fourth down uh, pass breakup. But that was probably his best game so far this year. Yep. Um, yep. But that was, you know, he made a really good fundamental tackle behind the line of scrimmage, and he was positionally where he needed to be. And, you know, for a team that doesn't tackle very well, particularly yesterday, it was a huge play, and uh, I actually thought yesterday finish. was their, one of their better tackling games. I mean, it's not great by any means, but yeah. if you compare it to the last three, yeah, that's probably true. But um, I mean, just the entire day was a, just kind of a a mess. But the fact that we came out on top and you know we battled through adversity it's it's a it's a positive thing to spot your opponent 14 points in three minutes and still come out on top on the road. Um, that's about as much adversity as you can possibly have. And uh, we tried to shoot ourselves in the foot every step of the way, but we still won. So fuck tech. They suck ass. Matt Wells is definitely getting fired. They're not going to win another game. I'm glad yeah, we could have started that losing streak. Well, I think they lost the one before this. Um, All right. I don't know. Whatever. I, I agree with you. So total yardage, we outgained them. 377 to 318 time of possession K State 36 Texas Tech 24 turnovers not great K State 2 Texas Tech only one K State on third down 5 and 12 but 2 for 2 on fourth down Texas Tech 2 for 10 2 for 10 on third down which was great great by a third down defense did give up 3 of 5 on fourth down but those two stops were massive uh penalties 
All right. Uh, let's talk about the penalties just a little bit. You know, 12 for 93 for K-State, 5 for 40 for Tech. You know, this game, honestly, if, if you if you look at the turnovers, two really bad turnovers, unforced, basically, just being lazy with ball security and then all those penalties, uh, we could have dominated this game. So I guess my question to you is, do you have any faith that we can clean it up before hosting TCU next week? I don't know, man. Doesn't it kind of feel like we've been talking about this for three years? Um, yesterday uh, was as bad as I've ever seen. The penalties, yeah. yes. The turnovers, not as much. Turnovers. Um, turnovers last year. <laughs> I mean, what turnovers did we have aside from Malik's fumble? Was that it? Well, Leonard's. Oh, yeah, Leonard's fumble. God, that was fucking terrible. Um, I mean, I generally it kind of feels like I don't know. We have been consistently turning the ball over, haven't we? Um, did, we didn't turn the ball over against Oklahoma. Yes, we did. First drive. Chicardier, right. Ouch. Um, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we need to because, you know, we absolutely have to be positive in the turnover, uh, the turnover ratio or whatever each game because it's just so crucial for us to be, you know, successful. But um, – I'm much more concerned about the penalties. They are absolutely killing us. Um, I don't have a lot of faith that we are going to fix that problem. Um, It's, it's been kind of a staple of the climate era. Um, Maybe we need to bring back those just 12 hour practices a day. I mean, everyone loves to talk about that, but we were (laughs) Bill Snyder during like the late nineties was one of the most penalized teams in the nation. And like also the last like four years of his era or his 2.0, he was like, we could not fucking get out of our own way. Yeah. And that narrative will still never die. They said it like three times yesterday. (laughs) We don't usually beat themselves. Jesus, you don't know anything about us. But um, I don't know. I mean, what do you think? It, I here here's my thing. I think some of them will get some of them were just straight up stupid. Like my guy Jack's two false starts. I don't think that happens again. You had a couple wide receivers, you know, also jumping off uh early. I think he hopefully get those things fixed, but um I don't know, man. I I, I hope so. I hope so. Um, but again, I don't know. I, some of them are just so needless. The, the, the offsides on the kick. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, but it, it, at least we didn't have the exact same dude line, like literally line up three yards <laughs> in the backfield on back-to-back plays. Yeah. I don't know how that's even possible. Or, or have like one of our defensive ends, like, you know, punch one of their linemen in the face on a third and 36. I mean, yeah. I mean, we were fortunate and Holy shit. Like, not to that was a terrible crew yesterday. I think both ways, like I don't know, I straight up, but but like they missed some of the most glaring, like they're two of their biggest offensive plays, which looked like defensive breakdowns really were just like some of the most blatant holdings, both on heads. and blocking the backs. I mean, it was just really, really poor. The, the first play of the game was um, just an insanely obvious hold and. Yeah, we were getting held like fucking crazy yesterday. I, it was almost every play you could see, like, and it wasn't like, yeah, holding happens on every play. It no, was, it was like, egregious. He is fucking holding like crazy amount. Yeah, it was insane. But yeah, it's wild. Hopefully, let's talk about Skylar because he fucking balled yesterday. Yes, we'll get there. Actually, we're going to do a detour to talk about our favorite uh, crew. But before we do, 
Yes, our please. offensive side of the ball is sponsored by Spotify Green Room. If you want a spot to talk to your fellow sports fans, insiders, players, coaches, journalists, influencers, and us, Spotify Green Room is the place for you. It is free to download and join. Uh, just go to the Apple iOS store or the Android app store, link it with your Twitter account, and join us. I'm not going to say every Wednesday at 7 p.m. because we're getting very close to basketball season where I will just say, um, you know, try like present the time. This week is still Wednesday at 7 p.m., but once basketball season starts, folks are going to have to be flexible. Again, stay tuned to the Twitter account. Listen to the show. I'll let you know when we're going live. All right, before we talk about the offense, how bad was Tim Brando and Spencer Tillman? I finally got blocked by Tim Brando Crazy, this morning. Right? But this was like, like okay, I, I think Tim Brando last year when we had him, it's just like, all right, this is annoying. He's not good. But it was like you have to try to be that bad. And, again, these are veteran dudes. Like, if there was ever a crew that needs to hang it up, it is Tim Brando and Spencer Tillman. <laughs> They're so bad. I think Brando genuinely hates K-State at this point. Um, with the amount, he's, the amount of shit he's gotten from fans, and it's been all completely, like, justified he is horrible but yesterday it's almost like he was doing a bit I mean how could you be that bad like it's truly insane just it's not even like okay you I can like understand maybe fucking up a player's name even if you do that a lot like that's bad yes but like whatever I can understand that but like watching the game him just completely call like not having any concept of what's actually happening happening in the game or saying one thing happened when it's like, did he just fucking make that up? Like where, where did he see this? It blows my mind. Why, why in the world would a freshman all American defensive tackle be getting a sack on a play? I get it. There's double numbers because Tallini's sack. They're like, Oh, Cooper BB. They said it three or four times. It's just like, come on guys. Like, get with the picture and then Spencer Tillman coming out of a three minute uh, media timeout diagramming Brent's big uh, play on fourth down called him Russ East three times. How do you do that coming out of a three minute media timeout and you're drawing up this graphics back? Like just, I don't know. I mean, they're terrible and he's just a sensitive bitch. Yeah. It's so funny that he like blocks people during games. (laughs) Yeah. Well, mine was this morning, but it's like, yeah, he, he like, Lisa he literally blocked me during the game this morning. Last year. Well, yeah. last year's the Iowa State game, he was tweeting at K-State fans like during the game. So um, at least he's not doing that. So we'll move into it. Uh, we'll talk Messingham first. I think he deserves credit here. And again, I, I've weirdly found myself being like Messingham's number one defender in, on the internet, which whatever happens. Um, I thought that everyone thought that we were going to dominate running the ball on them. But for whatever reason, we couldn't do that. So we turned to Skyler and just kind of let him make plays with the arms. I know you weren't happy with mess. I'm not saying it was a perfect game by any means, but I think ultimately he shifted And you know, when he usually gets crap for not shifting when things aren't working, uh, he did. Um, so that's just kind of where I land. Uh, say your piece on the game messing game here. And then we'll talk about Skyler. Um, well, it's a good lesson. This, this game in general is just a good lesson to, you know, wait until the game is over. To, before you really make your judgments on really any aspect of the game. But, um, you know, when it's all said and done, I think Metzgen had a, a fine game. Um, yeah, you got to give him credit. You know, the run game 
wasn't working. It hasn't been working at all, by the way. Um, once we started Big 12 play, we're averaging like 3.3 yards a carry in Big 12 play, and we're passing the ball very, very well since Skyler returned. I think Manbeck posted this. Something yesterday, basically since Skyler's returned, he's like 68 of 94, 822 yards, um, 8.7 yards per pass, and six touchdowns, one interception. And that interception came off of Blake Knowles' hands. He threw it a little high, but it should have been caught. So maybe it's time to open up the passing game a little bit more because that is really how we were moving the ball yesterday. Um, And we looked really good. Um, I just feel like, you know, Messingham – overcomplicates things sometimes but generally I know we've kind of come to this conclusion I think many times I think you know he's he's a solid offensive coordinator I think he gets way too much hate um he does a lot of things that do frustrate the shit out of me but I think he's fine no one ever talks about execution ever ever no one ever gives him the benefit of the doubt it's always like immediately how can we be negative about Courtney Messingham. Um, so I don't know. I mean, we won the game. That's what matters. Let's yeah, go I, forward. Again, I think he's fine. Not even necessarily good or great. I think he's just fine. <clears throat> uh, but let's talk yeah. about our guy. Let's talk about Skylar Thompson. 24 of 30 for 296 yards, had a touchdown, had a big third down run as well. Distributed the belt ball amazing. 11 different dudes caught passes. Becomes the first quarterback in school history with 6,000 passing yards. And a thousand career rushing yards, which I actually, now that I think about it, because he ended up with negative rushing yards because of sack yardage. So technically, yeah. I think he may not have that anymore. So I think they need to make sure that he's like has positive rushing yards from here on to the end of the season. Um, yeah. So he doesn't end with, you know, 998 rushing yards. Um, but, but again, how, how impressive A was his game and B that you know assuming he can get back to that thousand yards that he has that uh although he might have already had the thousand I don't know I don't know which one of those came six thousand passing or rushing first but regardless how impressive is it that he became that first quarterback to do it it's impressive um I think and I've seen some detractors talking about how he's been here for six years but the reality is um it's not like he played in 2017 he played maybe half the games in 2018. 2019 was his true real season where he got to kind of take control of the offense and be the guy. We all know what happened in 2020. So, you know, I think it probably games played. Greg, whatever, Greg KSU, I don't know what the fuck his name is anymore. Big, what was his old name? It was Big House Greg. Big House Greg. I'll just call him Big House Greg. He said he's played 39 games according to college football, whatever, reference, but – you know, he hasn't played 39 games, um, but regardless, it's an impre- it's impressive. Um, Skyler, I don't know. I don't know where he's going to end up, where we're going to end up this year, but he's always been a guy that I've liked. Um, he's not an elite quarterback, but he's very solid. And, you know, I think his floor is not, not super low and his, his ceiling. We've seen his ceiling. He can take down Oklahoma. His ceiling is kind of what he played yesterday. Um, 300 yards take care of the ball, um, distribute the ball well. But I, it's really it's really crazy how different he looks now that he's not really able to lean on his run game. Um, mm-hmm. He is scanning the, the field so much better now. And it's it's kind of funny that he's been forced to do that. But um, I love him. 
I, I really legitimately love Skylar Thompson. I'm going to be really sad when he leaves. Yeah, to, to the folks who are trying to point out, like, how many games he's played, well, it's like, okay, his freshman year, he played in eight games, but I think he only played, like, I, I think he was the quarterback who played the most snaps and maybe only, like, two of them. 2018 yeah. was the year where he was going back and forth, back and forth with Alex Belton. 2019, again, he started and played all 13. Last year, only played in three. So far this year, he's only played in five. Again, I understand people want to try to detract from him, but I, I, I really think you're doing yourself a disjustice not realizing what we have and what Skyler has done for them. And he, here's the thing. We have, what, five, hopefully six games left to Skylar Thompson. He's sitting at 6,083 passing yards. I mean, there's a realistic chance that he gets up above 7,000 career passing uh, yards, and he's at 36 touchdowns, probably get to 40, 42 uh, passing touchdowns. That's crazy. He has another 25 rushing touchdowns, and he has 1,090 uh, rushing yards. So I don't think you're going to see him rush a bunch uh, this season. Uh, he, he actually only has oh, seven no. yards uh, total this season. Again, sack yardage makes things uh, wonky. So it is what it is. Uh, but I, I don't know, man. I, I just think that, I just think anyone who's trying to detract from what this guy's doing is just doing themselves and Skyler disjustice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, he was really good yesterday. He's always been really good against tech um, undefeated and he likes playing them. He, he was you know, we talked about this. Maybe this is his revenge game. He was locked in yesterday for sure. I yeah, mean, that was one of the best games of his career. Yeah, that was his third win in Lubbock because Texas Tech is a team that he has played in all five years that he's been playing. Yeah. Uh, and that's his third win at Texas Tech, including his second pretty improbable come-from-behind victory. Do you think there's going to be a fan base? There probably isn't going to be a fan base happier to see Skylar Thompson graduate and leave than Texas Tech. Yeah, yeah probably. Because even KU, I think he's only played versus KU three times. Yeah. Because I I guess he came in late his freshman year when Delton got hurt. He didn't play versus them his sophomore year because he was hurt. And that was like the finest game of Alex Delton's career. And then I guess he will play him three more times. So, but yeah, five and oh against Texas Tech. You got to love it. Um, Anything else to say about Skyler before we keep moving on in the offense? Just that he's a pimp. Going to really just soak in every game that we have left to Skyler Thompson. Offensive line, this is like the one spot on the field, except for maybe the secondary, that I have the toughest time of trying to, you know, evaluate just watching on TV. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it's really tough. I mean, they, they were okay in pass protection. They gave up two sacks, had three quarterback here, uh, hurries. Not great in run blocking. I do think, and again, I, I hate being this critical of a college athlete, but – I think I've seen enough of Ben Adler and um, that's the second time he hurt Skyler. And again, I, I think he Skyler's maybe 60% and he's still able to do all this, but he, he hurt Skyler again, trying to pull. He was the one who kind of ran into him and hurt him the first time. Um, Fuck I, Ben. I, I, I'm 100% all in ready to see Hanley Panzer play every down. I'm fine with that. I mean, why not? Toss the young man in there. Um, I thought the offensive line was uh, – I'd give him a C, C minus maybe. Um, I mean, I actually thought they were pretty good in pass protection. Yes, they gave up two sacks, but a couple I, 
I think so they like, recovered sacks. I mean, if, he was in the pocket for a while. And if Skyler could move like he normally could, I don't think he gets sacked. Um, one of those, he literally just kind of fell down because he was trying to do it. Mm-hmm. I think he was trying to do a J-hook. Oh, and, the freaking J-hook. And he couldn't, he couldn't quite maneuver it like he normally would. Um, couldn't quite J-hook. But, you know, I think for the most part, they, they had pretty good pass protection. Um, I liked a lot of their pockets. And the other one, the other sack, I think, was Duffy. Just got absolutely murdered off the yeah, outside. Duffy did get he was there. not good yesterday either. And it, that was off of his fault, right after his false start. It was yeah, really frustrating. Duffy, Duffy had a rough game. Um, I, I still think he's fine. Like, again, I, you would like him to be better. He still he saw some eligibility left. Hopefully he takes a step this offseason. I'm to the point, you can tell me if I'm high or something, but I think you have enough great – good to great interior young offensive lineman that I'm almost to the point where I'm fine. Cooper BB being a four year starter or three year. If he wants to go to the NFL starter at left tackle and basically be Cody Whitehair. you know, white hair yeah. was used all along the offensive line at K-State. I think he played more games at tackle than anywhere else. Then he went on to the NFL, you know, he was a day two draft pick and now he's one of the highest paid guards in the NFL. Yeah. I think Cooper BB might end up having a similar trajectory would it be great if we could have like an elite left tackle and maybe that could still happen? You could put him inside at left guard. Yes, that would be awesome. But again, if he's going to be a borderline All-American left tackle, you might as well keep him there. Yeah, and I mean, sometimes those guys, sometimes you just have that type of player where, you know, it doesn't really matter where you put him. He's going to perform. And um, I would, I agree with you. I'd be totally fine with that. All right, let's move on to tight ends, fullbacks. First uh, fullbacks, Jackson and Ben Sennett. Uh, and again, I'm not as big of a Ben Sennett guy as I am a Seawolf guy, Jackson shout out. But I think Ben is going to be a player for us. But they both combined for three penalties for 20 yards. Ben on a bad holding call, Jacks on two false starts. <laughs> not great. Both fit in really well with this offense, but you can't be having those penalties with those guys. That said, Jackson Another red zone touch. I thought he was going to get get in. I was going wild. Nine-yard catch. Made a guy miss. Trucked a guy. He was sniffing the end zone. Couldn't quite get there. Again, I, I, I'm i biased, yes, but he's a guy where you got to get him maybe a touch or two a game because they're not expecting it. Once he gets the ball in his hands, he moves better for any dude who's like looking like a refrigerator in the history of the world. Yeah, I want to see that um... – kind of roll out pass play that we used you know a handful of times last year against Oklahoma State that was so effective um I want to see Jackson even get the ball in open space badly and I want to see him score versus KU really bad trucking Gavin Potter into the end zone this is what I want to see I want to see like in the end in the red zone versus KU after we're up a couple scores I want to see like an all Lawrence like backfield I want to see Jackson as the (laughs) Uh, Wildcat quarterback, and I want to see Echo Boydo on one side and Keenan Garber on the other, and just like have him run like a read option, then just truck Gavin Potter going to the end zone. I think that would be funny, you know, kind of just rubbing their face in it. Although that Deb would be Neal, amazing. Deb Neal's probably gonna put some he's good stats up. He is good, Wish he's good, but he might run out of bounds. Did you see that? No, I didn't. He literally had like I think it was Devin Neal. Um, I don't know. He was running to the left side of the field, had a lead blocker, and I'll send it to you. Steps okay. out of bounds at the one-yard line. 
like Damn. on purpose. He could have easily scored a touchdown and he just runs like out of bounds. It was utterly bizarre. But well, he's the he's real good. deal. I, I wish we had him and you know who is not the real deal? Who? Gavin Potter. He's okay. fucking terrible. <laughs> I, he's Again, so shout fucking out, terrible. Shout out to our friends at Texas Tech because they kind of got uh they, they had their fun with Gavin Potter after they played him too, but I'm excited yeah. to like see him get absolutely washed again. He gets eviscerated in the open field pretty much every game, but enough about KU. Yeah. Let's talk about the tight ends. Yeah. Daniel um, matter baby had one big catch 32 yards. Seems like he's good for one and only one play a game. I guess that's better than none. Right. Yeah. I would like to get him more touches. Cause you know, I don't know what his snap count was yesterday, but I saw him open multiple times um i think we should be targeting targeting him more and he's got great hands he's a huge individual when he catches the ball he looks like he's a geriatric man running um i worry about him a fast kind of it kind of feels like his legs are just gonna fall off but um he just looks like he's in pain when he's running i don't know but i i'm a huge fan of a modern baby i would love to see him get more touches Wheeler had one catch for seven yards yep. and kind of got popped. Yeah. I feel like that, that should have been pretty close target. to targeting, at least maybe a review. We know what happened with Linners, you know, yeah. good catch, good play design, but no field awareness tried to reach out when he had the first down and, you know, could have cost us the game, but it didn't. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think solid contribution yesterday from the tight ends. Yeah. I think ultimately, Messingham would love to have like four dudes catch passes from fullback and tight ends spot. I think that's ideal for him. So I think he's probably ideal with the way they got it. Not, not pleased with uh, Leonard's, um, but you know, he has to be ultimately pretty good or pleased. Speaking of pretty pleased, let's get into the uh, running backs. Deuce Vaughn, you know, he's a great, great player. Deuce, I'm a great football player. Vaughn is his new nickname. Um, seven so receptions, uh, 68 yards, average of 97 or 9.7 per catch. 52 yards on 15 carries for 3.5, had a long of two, three touchdowns. You'd like to see him have a better average when running the ball, but three touchdowns, 120 yards from scrimmage. He's a, you know, that's a great game no matter how you slice it. Um, you know, again, he he's just great. Like you're running out of things to say because he also became the fastest Wildcat to 2,000 all-purpose yards. He did that in 17 games, took Lockett 18, Sproles 19, but both of those guys had a lot more in the return game than Deuce. Deuce is only, only has a handful yeah. of kickoff uh, returns. Um, you know, we're going to have Deuce for a minimum of one more season, uh, maybe up to three if he decides to use his full COVID super senior season. I don't know what his what, what he's thinking NFL-wise, but, you know, this guy's name, if he decides to stay for, let's just say the traditional two, two more years traditional mm-hmm. four-year player his name's gonna be all over the record book isn't it for sure and it is crazy um that's a great point he has basically very little contribution in the return game and for him to be you know 2,000 all-purpose yards in 17 games is shocking um and hey we won a game yesterday without deuce running for 100 that's encouraging um but deuce is what like, what's what's left to say he's he's insane he's one of the best one of the best I've ever seen in my life in, in purple. He's super fun. Yep. And, and it, it does some fun dance moves too yesterday. He, yes. 100%. It, it does suck for him though, because uh, in an era where there are so many good running backs in the big 12, he probably is going to have two seasons where he's worthy of having all conference honors and he's just not going to get them. 
because of yeah. how many good running backs are. So that that does suck for him. Um, but he, he he's going to – I'm sure personal accolades don't really fuel him that much. Um, Joe Irvin only had four carries, nine yards. I personally don't hold that stat line against him. I, again, I think Texas Tech sold out and said, hey, we're not going to let the run beat us even though we suck at, you know, run defense. Ultimately, maybe you'd like to see him get more carries or I, I, I land probably saying, hey, look, we're better off letting Deuce try to hit a home run play and then at least yesterday putting the ball in Skyler Thompson's arms to make plays. Where do you kind of land on the game Joe Irvin had, and would you have really changed the distribution much? I would like to have Irvin get more carries. I think he – I think when we're going to be running between the tackles, it should be Irvin basically every time. That suits him so well. Um, He's such a downhill runner, and, you know, he's a tough runner. I I really – I want more carries for Irvin. I think he's, like, should be our our more traditional back. Um, But, you know – it is hard to justify when the ball is in Deuce's hands, you know, anything can happen. So even when you're running in between the tackle, he can turn that to 12 yards, but I don't know. I think, I think four carries for Irving yesterday is a bit harsh on him. Um, you know, he's shown that he deserves more and he's been really good at taking care of the ball. Has he, has he fumbled? Has he done anything really wrong this year? I think he's only really been positive. Uh, I would have liked so like to see, see him, him on like carries. a swing pass. He was out wide a couple times. I would have liked to yeah. see him get involved in the passing game, but we'll move on to the wide receivers. Lots of wide receivers on the stat sheet. The leading receiver uh, was Landry Weber amongst the wide receivers, of course, because Deuce led the team in receiving three catches for 49 yards. So while he did make some catches in a massive special teams tackle, the thing that kind of sticks with you for right or wrong are the drops he had. Um, here's the thing props to him for being the leading stat guy in the wide receiver room but how how does a guy like him not like you know he's he's the walk-on turn scholarship player the whole idea about Landry Weber is if it hits him in the hands he's gonna catch it and he had at least two drops that counted and then the touchdown that would have been called back if he had caught it but again just right in the bread basket dropped um is, is it fair to say, like, you know, some of those drops stick with you even more than the plays he made? Am I being too harsh on him? Is it because I don't like his dad as a color commentator? Yeah, he's so bad. Um, I don't even remember his three catches, if I'm being completely honest. Um, listen, I don't know. I mean, the one thing that really does stick out to me is the drop uh, when Skyler was rolling out right of the pocket, hit him on the sideline, and he kind of turned his head looking for the sideline. And, and dropped it but I don't know I mean yeah you'd like for him to be that shorthanded guy um but he's still Landry fucking Weber I mean he's still a walk-on and well I don't he's know. not a walk-on anymore we're giving well him a yeah I mean he a guy that earned a scholarship at K-State that was a walk-on initially what does that really mean <laughs> nothing but um yeah he's, he's still Landry Weber I, I mean we're not going to get the Oklahoma Landry River every week um Three catches, 49 yards, what can you do? And he's not even Dalton Schoen, really. Like, he's he's fine, but he's not that good. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I legit don't remember his three catches. I don't remember a single thing he did yesterday. But, I remember those drops. But, you know, he thanks. did get that special teams t- 
tackle. That's fine. We'll move on. Phillip Brooks, he's continued his solid season, five, five catches for 37 yards. I think he is what he is. I think he's, you know, Brandon Banks light, you know? Yes. You know? I think he's more uh, – fuck. I think Tremaine Thompson. Tremaine Thompson light. That's how I see it. I don't know. I I think Tremaine was just way better. I I mean, Tremaine was really good. Brandon Banks was fucking really good too. Like, he was insane. Well, hey, Phillip Brooks is solid. I I don't think – he's a a role wide receiver, which it it would be great if we had, like, a go-to wide receiver. We don't. And Philip Brooks, you know, he, he had a solid game. Cade Warner, uh, shout out, honestly, to his parents, both verified on social media, tweeting out, posting lots of pictures <laughs> in purple. But, hey, two yeah. big catches for 35 yards. No complaints with Cade Warner. Uh, Tyrone Howe, one catch, 30 yards. It was a big catch. Again, he's starting to get a little bit more playing time, a few more targets. He saw us two more years after this. You know, I, I think Tyrone Howe will be big in the future. Sebastian Taylor, first catch of the year. Uh, 14 yards, also had a holding penalty, but good to see him make a catch. Lincoln Oles, one catch for eight yards, two rushes for 26. But again, his good is outweighed by the bad for this one. You know, he has that fumble. Yes, he was a midseason All-American kickoff returner. He's made some big plays. He's taken stuff to the house, great average. But now he's made a few mistakes on the kick returns. He also is lucky he didn't get ejected, only got the 15-yard penalty on the two-point conversion. Uh, do you keep rocking with them, hoping that, hey, that good outweighs the bad, or do you start to maybe look to someone else to return kicks? Um, I, I think on offense, you don't have anyone at his quality, so you have to keep him out there. I don't think you can pull him from that. But, um, again, you know, he's it, – it's almost like he's had equal disastrous plays as good plays as a kick returner this year. I mean, I think you got to keep keep rocking with him. Um because he's had eh, two kickoffs in the last four games, two kick returns in the last four games. And, you know, he's always going to be a threat back there. Um, sometimes fumbles happen. Has he fumbled on another game this year? Uh, yes, but he recovered it. But then he also had that disastrous return that set up the uh, Will Howard bumbled snap. Oh, yeah, time. that was dumb. I mean, yeah, I, I would still I'd still keep him back there. I mean, who else do you replace him with? Who's, who's a, a bigger threat? You when can he put hits that Deuce scene. back there for kickoff returns. You can put Phillip Brooks yeah. back there. You can maybe see what Echo or uh, Keenan Garber could do back there. I'd love to see Echo. Uh, Keenan Garber, I think, would be pretty good too. But I'd probably still rock with, with Knowles. Um, but that's just me. It was nice to see Chapas and Taylor out there. I thought he looked big and strong on that, holding that one out. catch. Yeah, these guys just – they do one good thing. and They just want to negate it with a bad thing. Tyrone Howell, I liked his catch. Um, nice hands. Looked like he jumped maybe four inches off the ground, but <laughs> he made a nice catch. And he might be the slowest person on earth. I think that's his thing. Like, <laughs> he's got amazing hands, but he might be, like, shockingly slow. But, you know, we won yesterday basically throwing the football. So, I can't hate on, hate on the receivers too much. The contribution was pretty large. Yep. No, I agree with you. We'll move into the defense and the defensive side of the ball uh, reviews sponsored by adopt don't shop as Chauncey is barking at me. If you want to bring home a furry friend uh, to your family, go to one of the thousand great thousands of great shelters and adoption agencies in this great country. You can get yourself a great doggo like Chauncey Bosco or Newman or a good cat. I'm sure they're good cats out there. I just have never met one. 
right, uh, let, let's get into it. Uh, first half, not good. Uh, gave up two big plays that resulted in a touchdown on the first drive. Didn't put up any resistance for Tech's short field touchdown. Then gave up a long drive for the third touchdown. Massive broken play at the end of the half to end on a field goal. They did pitch a shutout in the second half. They got one turnover, made some big plays on fourth down when they needed it. Um, but what is it about this defense that now – uh, at times look stout, and the other times they look like a 4A JV defense in Kansas. I don't know. I mean, this team is having a hard time in all facets playing a complete game. And the deep, it's not just the defense. Um, but I don't know. Are we like a second half? It's like we're a second half defense. I, I really don't know. But we, if we want to have any, you know, success going forward, or if we want to close this season out, you know, on a high, we've got five games left. Two of them are going to be very tough. The other three are, aren't going to be easy necessarily, except for KU, unless they show up, unless they think we're Oklahoma for some reason. But um, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. I think it comes from coaching probably, but I'd like us to see a more complete game, no doubt. Yeah, they only traveled with three uh, defensive ends, Felix and DK Uzama, which was impossible for Brando or Tillman to say had another sack, two tackles for a loss, including that safety, five total tackles. He's among the Big 12 leaders in sacks. He's a sophomore, but similar to Deuce. Can stay up to three more seasons if he wanted uh, to do his full eligibility. But I think he has an NFL career in front of him, so I don't anticipate that. I think next year very well could be his last season. But how pleased are you with him so far? And he's definitely, like, the number one guy that K-State business owners need to ink to like NIL deals to like try to get them to stick around as long as possible. Don't you think? 100%. He's, he was outrageous yesterday. Absolutely outrageous. And he's having a hell of a year, six sacks so far this year in what, six games, seven games. And two of those games, including yesterday, he basically, single-handedly took them over um the other i would say siu where we really needed somebody to kind of put their stamp on the game and he did he closed it out but i mean yesterday not only did he have the most remarkable one of the most the best plays you're going to see all season in college football um bursting four yards through the middle of the offensive line with a guy on his back to hit a guy you know two feet deep in his own end zone uh, to make that safety is just fucking insane but you know he was all over the place he's having a great year and he's got a great name I just man I really like him I think uh, it's such a such a shame that Duke went down because to have those guys on opposite ends would be really scary yeah but we have seen the rise of Nate Matlack I mean two massive plays got uh, the first sack his first sack actually technically only sack got the D off the field allowed the offense to get back on the field get on the board uh, to cut the lead from uh, 14 nothing to 14-7. Then had the game-clinching tackle, which was uh, credited as a rush for no gain instead of a sack, yeah, which I sack. think is bullshit. Um, but how, how good did Nate Matlack look in those plays? It's nice to see Matlack coming on because um, we absolutely need him. But, yeah, two massive plays. Um, he's made, you know, a few massive plays this year. He's got two sacks on the year. He should have three. That was definitely a sack. But um, – yeah, he's looking good. I, he's got really high potential as well. Yep. Uh, only other defensive end that uh, span, or traveled was Spencer Trussell. He had three tackles. Jalen Pickle had the best game of his season, four tackles. Timmy Horn had two. 
Tyron Cellini, only other defensive lineman with a stat. Uh, it was a tackle and it was a sack. So good for Tyron, AKA Cooper Beebe. If uh, you're a very bad uh, uh, announcer. Uh, they are insane. Yeah. We'll get to linebackers. I thought they had a decent game. Cody Fletcher, seven tackles leading the team had one tackle for a loss. Daniel Green, six tackles, one QB hurry that probably should have been a sack, but still helped uh, them make a big play. Uh, awesome more one tackle no stats registered for wayne jones but you saw him running around how'd you grade out the linebackers this week but they sucked <laughs> really i, I thought I they mean, were fine yeah they were okay i just uh, and a lot of times you gotta like, accept arthur brown isn't walking through that door that's a good point um well they, Justin Tucker. I, I think they are kind of what we thought that they would be um not a great unit um yesterday they were okay that's as that's as well as high as I'm willing to give them uh, of praise, but uh, would have liked to see Dana Green absolutely blow up Columbia. That would have been coming in like an absolute missile. I mean, it's so funny you see plays like that happen like all the time. Yeah, it's over almost pursuit, like it's like uh, over pursuit on a uh, blitz un, uh, unblocked. What, the, what in the hell is the word I'm looking for? What is the word for a guy that's not moving? <laughs> stationary? Stat. No, it's static. Stationary. Static. I don't fucking know. Maybe static. Statch. Sedentary. No, I don't think it's any of these, but we're close. Well, but to see a guy just whiff on a guy that's. I think it happens actually more often than you get a sack. He moved like in college an inch. Football. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the over pursuit is funny to see, but it, it ended up being a, a big stop. Yeah. He tried to what he, he tried to throw the ball on the run and it like went two feet into yeah. the ground. Yeah. All right, uh, we'll move on to the secondary. I thought this was their best game since Nevada. It really isn't close. Held Texas Tech to only ten of nineteen passing. Held uh, Izukanama, whatever. I mean, I yeah, shouldn't be I throwing know. shit at Tim Brando, but again, this is just our like fun little hobby podcast. He's been a Twenty-year professional, whatever. He's one of the best wide receivers in the Big Twelve. Held him to one catch for three yards. He came into the game leading the Big Twelve in uh, receiving yards per game with just south of ninety yards per game, um, which you love to see. I, I, I thought that the secondary really bounced back, especially when they'd been kind of criticized as much as yeah. um, they have. Russ East got an interception, set up a field goal, had two tackles. The Sauce Boss four tackles, one tackle for a loss. Really, how great of a pickup was Reggie, and how badly do you wish you he had another year of eligibility? It's funny because, you know, the whole Reggie saga, there are people on message boards on Twitter saying that the staff got catfish, and, and it's a fireable offense bringing in Reggie Stubblefield. But the dude has legitimately laid a claim, I think, to being the defensive MVP if it wasn't for Felix in the season he was having. God, the people on the boards are fucking stupid. They didn't get catfished. It's not – Reggie's fault that his actual school didn't know his fucking statistics. Um, it is funny. He's had a very funny saga though. And I, I absolutely love Reggie. I never expected him to be such an integral part of this defense. We are objectively better when he's in the field or on the field. And he's just a fun player. I really like him. Yep. I agree. Um, we'll keep moving on. Ross Elder had a pass breakup, had a tackle for loss, four total tackles. But the play that will be remembered was him falling asleep and then actually falling down, giving up the big play to set up Tech's field goal at the end of the first half. If you look at the stats, actually, Elder leads the team in pass breakups and usually has at least one tackle for a loss a game. 
but also seems to have one play where it's very obviously his fault that kind of creates a big play. How do you balance that out? And ultimately, we've seen Kleiman play the younger guys over the vets when they deserve to be out there, but Elder's still out there. So you got to believe just kind of like, all right, no one else is quite ready to make the step to displace him, don't you think? How can that be possible? How bad are the players behind him? Because he's nowhere near this level. Well, I think um, TJ Smith has to be banged up because we didn't see him as much yesterday. Yeah, I would and assume so. Sincere um, Mason must have kind of taken a step back after we saw him for a bit. I mean, I tend to agree with you, but I, I just think that, you know, I trust the coaches because they've played the younger players when they deserve to be out there. So I'm, I'm, I'm just not going to bang this drum, you know, like Chiefs fans with Daniel Sorensen saying, oh, he's just the coach's favorite. Well, I, I don't think that's the case. Um, I do think it's just kind of depth they choose right now. And TJ Smith is, yeah, he's probably banged up, but it's, I don't know. It's frustrating. And our depth is just a work in progress. Um, but at least that's something that I think we know objectively the climate um, finds to be an important part of the program building depth. And um, it's just, uh, I, I, Elder's terrible. He's nowhere near the level. Seeing him makes me cringe on the field. He's never in the in the gaps on the run. He's always like three or four steps late. And when he's there, he's flat-footed and he just gets blown by. Um, I hate it. I, I fucking hate watching yeah. him. And I, and I think you're going to have to take at least one more transfer safety. Got to hope TJ takes a step. Got to hope Sincere Mason, you still got him. Um, but I think you're going to have to take a transfer safety. Uh, J-Mac had two tackles. You had some harsh words for him on uh, Twitter during the game. You want to expand or defend those words, or do you just want to move on? I mean, I stand by it in that moment. You have to be smarter and better, especially when your backs are against the wall like that. It's it's kind of inexcusable. He was like five yards out of bounds. Hey, you, you're a fucking senior. Don't be stupid. But and I don't I don't think he had a very good game at all. No, no, I, I don't think it was a great um, game. I think he was he, he was yeah. he was a punching bag. And, I, and I'm not gonna say that he wasn't I'm not gonna say he had a great game. That was a very bad 15 yard penalty. Um that I just, was stupid, and I just see, seeing him miss a couple tackles is really frustrating. Like tackling just trying to go for like big hits, hitting the shoulder pads. It's like, come on, man. But I don't think he's as bad. You know, people were the narrative yesterday was that he's a bad player and that he's always been bad for us. I don't believe that. I think he's, you know, he's been pretty solid for us throughout his career, uh, but he had a bad day yesterday. Yep. Uh, Julius Brents, one tackle, one QB hurry, one elite play on fourth down. Is that his best game as Wildcat? Yes. Yep. I agree. Omar Daniels, TJ Smith, both had a tackle piece. Amaris Brown had two tackles. Someone that didn't show up in the stat sheet, but I think it's kind of back to Echo Island, at least in that game. Uh, it was Echo Boydo. He matched up with that Izuka Nama, the top receiver in the Big 12, however you want to pronounce that. And, uh, again, I think I think Echo's best games are where you don't see him on the stat sheet because he shut someone down. Yeah, he played well yesterday. Yep. All Echo right. Island, baby. Let's get to uh, special teams review. Again, sponsored by Symbol. It's the stock market for sports that allows you – to profit off your sports knowledge are two ways to make money on symbol. First, every time your team wins, like K-State did, you earn a cash payout. I got my first cash dividend. Second, just like the stock market, if you think a team is going to increase their value, buy low, sell high for a profit. Use promo code SD or BOYS to make your risk-free deposit. That means even if you lose money or decide the market isn't for you, 
Symbol will refund your initial deposit. No questions asked up to 500 bucks. Kicking and punting, uh, Winkle got back in the swing of things. Uh, hitting one field goal was two for two on extra points. That's fine. Again, Ty Zentner, three elite punts. Uh, you know, maybe his biggest play, though, was the back-to-back kickoffs when we were 15, 20 yards back due to, you know, penalties. Still bomb those kickoffs. You know, great punting. Um, if, if there was, like, a national award for kicking and punting, he probably should get the award, like, nationally for that game. Yeah. Um, I've been very pleased with Zentner. Um, it's impressive to see him basically do both. And he's got – he must just not have the accuracy because his leg is – enormous um which is fine but um it's nice to have a kicker that can pretty much put it out of the back of the end zone every time yep all right return game. Punting. Yep. return game outside of Knowles, but we already talked about it yeah yeah let's just kind of move on all right grading the keys to v sponsored by spotify green room we're going live this wednesday 7 p.m we're going to put a bow on the texas tech game we're going to talk about the tcu game might get a little basketball talk in there as well download it today Join us on Wednesday. All right, let's grade the keys to V. The first key to V was yours. Uh, Deuce must get loose Nevada style. Did he get loose Nevada style? Not necessarily. No, he didn't. Um, But Deuce did get loose. He had a really nice stat line. You know, he had three touchdowns, and he was still our best weapon. So I'm going to give him a C plus. It wasn't really Nevada style, but um, he was still our guy yesterday. I think that's a little harsh. I'm going to give him a B. I, you know okay well it's just like we didn't like f- feed him like a he True, wasn't our, our 120 big, for our three touchdowns horse. i mean i think that was a little okay. harsh i'm giving him b my first one was win the turnover battle uh f i mean we f. didn't i mean <laughs> you didn't that was that's basically a pass or fail i guess you could be emphatic like going five and oh but that's a big fat f two really back-breaking turnovers and we still found a way to win so that's all right that's what uh, yours. great teams do. Yeah, yours. Let's have some fun again. Did you have fun? <laughs> uh, I did not have that much fun. Um, I think the team did. I enjoyed that win a lot, though. Um, it's really embarrassing how much happier I am when we win a football game. Like I don't think it's that embarrassing. I mean, my mood was just so much. It's just that, night and day. Like it makes your day so much better. But that's that's the fickle nature of being a sports fan. Fan. Hey, I'm giving us fanatic. an A plus. I think the videos and the dances oh, post yeah. game says it all. It's an A plus. Yeah. We had fun. I'm giving it an A, just a regular A. And then my final one was do something on defense. I, you know what? I I'm gonna give them a B minus. You know, the second half getting the turnover. Uh, shutting down the best wide receiver in the Big 12, I think that's enough for a B minus. Granted, you know, you didn't look great early, so that's why it's only a B minus, but I'm giving us a B minus. Give us an A. You know, let's take a look at the first half. We had a couple pretty bad breakdowns, um, but they three, were three really bad breakdowns. Aided, aided by some very illegal gameplay by the opponents. Um, but, the, you know, the second. Their second touchdown, defensive backs were really against the wall, and I mean, I don't know. You would have liked to see him keep it, keep it out, or keep him out of the end zone. But I'll give him an A. You know, they played a very good second half. Shut them out in the second half. What more can you want? It's good enough for an A for me. And Shut just Felix, I think Felix gets him, gets him to that A with how good he was yesterday. Insane. Well, that's good. These game All balls right. are going to be tough. I can't decide. There's well, and a lot I. Of, I didn't even take anything because I, I usually I, this season I've been cherry picking. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to let you have yours. 
Now it's time for our game balls. This is how we're going to wrap up. Uh, we both have two game balls, one for offense, one for defense. You can substitute a special teams player. And we have the swagger sticker as well, just an extra little award for someone who had some swag. Grant, game ball one, offense or special teams for this one. Choose whoever. Fuck. I honestly am having a hard time. I'll go with Skyler. Um, I'll go with Skyler. You know, almost a 300-yard passing game. Uh he looked really solid, and, you know, he's really the backbone of this team, and I love to see him out there. I'm, I'm going to miss him so much when he's gone, but he played really well yesterday. Yeah, I'm going to miss him too. I am going to go with Deuce again. 120 yards from scrimmage, three touchdowns. He has to get a game ball. All right, game ball two, who are you going with? I'll give it to Julius Brents. Really? Um, okay. I mean, you know, best game – in his K-State career, I think, two massive plays. Um, and, you know, they didn't throw to him very much either yesterday. I thought he played very well. And I'll give it to Brent. So I'll, I'll throw him a bone. All right. I'm taking the easy one then. Felix Ndike Uzama, again, just took the game over. Uh, he's a special type player. He's a, you know, day two, day one or two type of draft guy. I think he has a better bot body than White Hubert, so I think he has the potential to go higher in the draft. All right, Swagger Sticker, who are you going with? I'll give that one to Felix. Single-handedly changed the game for us yesterday. One of the best plays I've ever seen from a player. I mean, Jesus, man. The snap was at the four-yard line, and he shot to a yard deep in the end zone in half a second with a guy on his back. He's a freak. He's an absolute freak. He is a freak. My, my, so, you know, we're, we're kind of doubling up on guys. Uh, my swagger sticker is going to Julius Brents because he's the one who I noticed who's bringing the thumbs down celebration. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> just doing the thumbs down. So uh, he has to get my swagger sticker. Uh, just quick honorable mention swagger sticker. Harsh, game ball. Harsh on Zentner, man. Yeah. I, I, well, see, I was going to go Zentner with my game ball uh, yeah. if you went Felix, but you decided to go Julius Brents. So, I was going to say honorable mention. Uh, we'll, we'll give the honorable mention helmet sticker to uh, Zentner uh, for just, you know, having a great game. And then I'd say, you know, we might have to call it the Reginald Stubblefield, the third uh, swagger sticker moving forward because he always has swag. So that's all we have uh, for today. Um, you know, we're going to come back Wednesday with the TCU preview um, live show. Um, I, I'm going to be at a wedding. So for two straight years, I won't even get to watch the TCU game on TV. Um, so you'll have to. Well, it's notoriously a terrible game every year. Well, it's always so boring and win. just ugly. So hopefully yeah, we win. I don't care. Hopefully uh, the next game show, you can get a guest on or do it solo or whatever. Um, but yeah, that's all we got. We're still going to give you uh, two more shows this week. Uh, it's a win. We're going to, you know, ride out with the cat attack. Um, Have some fun this week. Um, You know, pet your dogs. Give your dogs an extra treat this week. Um, It's a win, boys. It's a win. win. We're we're four and three. I watched TCU last night. Let me tell you, they are there for the taking. That is a team that is very, very beatable, and they have a a worse defense than Tech. So we're back in Manhattan, and we should be able to get after them. It's the purple – it's the battle of the purple privilege. I don't remember what I called it, but I don't know, but that was the best idea. That'll work too. <laughs> um, and hey, this year we rightfully get to wear purple. It's not because we're home, it's because we earned it. So I'm excited. 
it's good to feel good again. <laughs> we can be happy because our sports team won. Um, but that's I all have I have. Three Chelsea, Sporting, Same. and the Cats. I know. Do the Chiefs play? Yeah, today at noon. Who, who do we play? The Titans. Mm. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm I'm three and zero. It was almost a perfect perfect Saturday, Friday and Saturday, because I was hoping Iowa State would lose. But um, yeah, that's all I have, folks. Meet me at the Cathead. It's time to get set for the cat attack. You can feel the excitement. You can feel it coming on. For Kansas State, the feeling's growing strong. You can join in the action. This is where you want to be. With Kansas State, come on, set your spirit free. Kansas State, our pride is with the cats. Kansas State, come on, join the cat attack. Kansas State, excitement's in the air. Kansas State, the fun is being there. Having a good time there. Purple and white we share. Showing our colors everywhere. Kansas State, our pride is with the cats. Kansas State, come on, join the cat attack. Podcast Network.